0: You know, we've seen a lot in this past year, and could you just tell me, how exactly do you feel about this generation? This generation is full of misguided leaders. It's adaptable. It's full of perception. Really, like, prideful and really focus on themselves. I think this generation is at the edge of destruction, but also at the edge of revival. I think this generation is overworked. We're encouraged to work so hard, yet never encouraged to rest to that same extent. I think this generation is creative and ready to show the world who it is. I think this generation is full of so much potential. But I also feel too that we've become so accustomed with the negativity that has been brought in the atmosphere that we are so close to falling off the edge. It's time for greatness. This is Empowered. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode five of Empower. This episode was a little bit of an audible for me, guys. I originally had something else planned for this week's episode, but then I realized that the Derek Chauvin, I believe his name is pronounced. I don't know if I butchered that or not, but I remembered that that trial was this week and you know i believe that it was just something that was really important to talk about because you know empower really is supposed to be something that's you know based off of hot topics each week and you know we can kind of just dive into and you know give our perspectives on that and it was just something that i really wanted to talk about because honestly you know racial injustice all of that stuff like that was something that i've wanted to talk about for a few weeks now but i just didn't know how to introduce it originally it was kind of going to be my original episode but I just I felt like there needed to be a certain thing that happened or like, I don't know, something where I was able to kind of just segue off of that. I think that this is kind of just the perfect opportunity. Um, so with that being said, like, I really want to challenge everyone, you know, watching it, not watching. Um, I want to challenge everyone this episode to, you know, if you're listening, you're tuning in, like, I want to challenge you to truly just have an open mind because I might say some things in this episode where maybe you've never heard them before. Maybe, you know, maybe you maybe just won't agree with it right off the bat. Maybe you won't ever agree with it, but I really want you to at the very least listen and to be able to try to understand everything that I'm saying, because especially as a young black male in this society, I'm not saying that my opinion matters more than anyone else's, but I do feel like my opinion has been something that's kind of just been, you know, look down on or like brush to the side and and that's why I feel like you know it's important in times like these like now and more than ever like you should listen to people like me you know like really hear what we have to say so that way you can kind of get different perspectives on things before you make a concrete decision. So, yeah, I, you know I really want to challenge you with that. And and man, it's just something that's tough for me because I know that I, I was telling you guys kind of in the first episode that last year was the year that I was really beginning to open myself up more and, and truly being able to uh, figure out kind of where I stood on all of this because this was something that I never really touched before. You know, as a child, you know, growing up and all that, I never really I never really tried to think about racism too much. I never really tried to think too much about like the the black experience in America. It was kind of just something I was like, well, I guess that's someone else's job. I'm just trying to live my life, which I can understand that sentiment to an extent, but you also have to be aware of the things that's happening and you have to be, you know, willing to stand up for what's right. You know, I'm not saying to go out and and be on the front lines as a social justice warrior. I mean, that's amazing. That's honorable, but you know, that's not for everyone to do. And we're going to get into that a little bit into this uh, later part of the episode. But yeah, like it was just something that was so hard because especially in my community at the time, You know, it's kind of just something where it's like, oh, if I were to say these words, if I utter these three little words, then everybody's going to look at me crazily. And then I'm going to be that person. I'm not going to be cool or whatever. Like, it it was just something that was almost like untouchable. Let me just not even talk about it. But I realized, I know, like my opinions matter. And, you know, just as much as my life matters. And I, if I'm not actively sharing my opinions, if I'm not actively giving my perspective on things, like, am I even really living? You know, like I have to be willing to to put myself out there because part of who I am is what I think. So I want to I wanted to truly be able to just talk about this. And that's why I'm so excited for today's episode. So with that being said, it was just something that was really tough for me to figure out because I knew kind of I'm around that time last year. I was like, man, like this all this debate between you know all lives matter black lives matter like which is the right thing because I had aspects of my life that I understood where one like version was coming from and I had aspects of my life that obviously I understood where the other version was coming from but the thing that I noticed and this isn't to describe all people who say this but it's something that I've noticed so much in my life that the same people screaming all lives matter are the ones doing the least to support them, you know? And again, like, that's just kind of a generalization that I've noticed in my life. But when was really the last time you saw an All Lives Matter protest? Or just, like, uh, uh, an event basically on the behalf of All Lives Matter? Like, you know know what I'm saying? Like, trying to get people to... Trying to be able to help and support people, like a, a food drive or whatever, on behalf of All Lives Matter. Like, you know, that's not really a thing, you know? And I think it's mostly because it's not really like uh, a movement or whatever. It's not really, or I guess it's not an organization, I should say. Um, I guess you could call it a movement, but I'm not even sure if I would call it that, to be honest, because it's, it's such a, it's such a reactive thing. You know, it, I, I believe that things like this should be proactive, not reactive, but it's like, whenever I hear all Lives matter, it's not because typically it's not because people genuinely, like want to think that or genuinely would like believe it's relevant to the situation at hand, it's typically because, you know, they want to say it in reaction to someone saying Black Lives Matter. And and that's the thing that's faulty about that. It's because I believe that I mean most people at the very least, like I, I think that a lot of sensible people would recognize that, you know, of course all lives matter. But There's a lot of people in the world who've proved that you know, not just now but for thousands of years, they genuinely don't think that black lives matter and you know, other lives matter and stuff like that. So that's why it's important to be able to you know, explicitly say these things. It's, it doesn't mean that oh, like, um, I only care about black lives or black lives or they mean more than other lives. It's just like, no, we we matter too, you know, and I think that maybe sometimes that would be helpful to throw in when people get confused. It's, it's Black Lives Matter too. They don't matter more than anyone else's. They just matter. And and for some reason, that's a problem for people. But that's why we're going to get into this today and, and hopefully be able to to deconstruct just some of the the stigmas behind all of that. And, and it's just it's a really tough thing, because, again, like when people think of like that phrase, Black Lives Matter, like they'll start to think about the riots that we've seen last year. And, and here's the thing with MLK, like I think by now, if you've done any sort of like basic research, you've probably heard the quote by MLK. And I may or may not mess it up. So I don't know if this is like exact quotes, but I believe he said something along the lines of uh, riots are the language of those who are unheard or something like that um I probably butchered that but you you get what I'm trying to say um like basically it's it's the language of those who are unheard and and that's why people do it because and and I will go ahead and say right now like I don't support riots I never would I would never be a part of one I would never encourage one but I want people to understand why they exist because the longer America like doesn't understand why riots exist the longer they're going to continue to happen because ultimately they're a tactic to be able to get attention they're a tactic to truly be able to just say hey like i believe in something so strongly and since you guys aren't going to listen to me when i'm saying it peacefully maybe you'll listen to me when it involves destruction because we all know money talks in america and when you're you know setting things on fire when you're damaging things it's a terrible thing but like it's gonna cost somebody's paycheck and and people don't want that people don't want to sacrifice checks that's why you know statements like defund the police are a thing because money talks money truly does get things to change but that's why these riots exist because you know for so many years people like mlk or whatever like they've been doing things peacefully and that was it's it's been amazing it's changed so many things obviously life doesn't look the way that it did back then um but It's still not perfect. We still have a long way to go, though. Like, I think people don't understand the fact like, oh, yeah, just because, you know, we're not in Jim Crow anymore doesn't mean that uh, like that all that stuff doesn't really exist. It doesn't mean that uh, prejudice doesn't exist and that we don't encounter things like, well, you know, gentrification even today, like just because it looks different doesn't mean that it's good. And I don't think that people truly comprehend that. Um, And and it's funny because I know specifically with the Derek Chauvin case, um, I I think I heard somewhere or saw someone say basically like, oh, well, he shouldn't have been convicted, but they kind of had to, because if they didn't, then they already know that BLM would have went rioting everywhere. And I thought to myself at that moment, I was just like, Well, I guess the riots serve their purpose then, you know, because like, again, you know, I'm not saying I support it, but at the end of the day, like, that's the reason why it happened is to be able to let people know, like, hey, we mean business. And, you know, if you're not going to listen to us, this is what's going to happen. Again, money talks. And what did it do? It, you know, probably had a huge impact on the decision ultimately, because we know, like, when it comes to lots of politicians and just people up there, you know, deciding these things. Most of the time, they don't truly care about the moral reasons. They don't truly care about people's lives. They just want to be able to save money, you know. And that's probably something that they factored into this decision right here. To be to be quite honest with you, you know, that's just kind of what what I think. But what do I know? <laughs> but um, it, it's 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 such a tricky thing, guys. Because I really want us to be intentional about what we're saying. Like I don't want us to approach life being reactive and 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 only saying things after the fact like no we have to truly be about what we're about and and fight for people who are oppressed fight for people who you know can't fight for themselves always and and that's kind of just like the point of all of this because obviously what that officer did was evil it was blatantly terrible evil wrong and I don't even know if I could say that he's getting what he deserves because you can never really like replace a human life but this is a step in the right direction it's a very small step in the right direction after we've seen countless times of of people just like that terrible officer getting off free and like nothing happening to them it's a small step in the right direction But, but we can't just turn our attention away from people who are trying to be heard though and and I truly believe that's what happens a lot of the times when you catch people you know saying things like all lives matter even like blue lives matter like when did these things get coined guys they got coined after the fact they got coined after um black lives matter started getting a lot more attention last year like guys do you truly believe these things because we we know obviously that you know the people in uniform like their lives matter too. their people in uniform i mean heck like we have obviously lots of black officers and stuff. Their lives matter too, of course, all of their lives matter. But at the end of the day though, it's like you're taking attention away from something that like a point that's trying to be made because you're just stating the obvious. And and, and yes, things like "a cab," you know, like those types of phrases, they exist. And, and I want to get into that kind of a little bit. Um, I don't know, not at this specific moment, but we will soon. Um, but like, there's just—I uh, don't think people realize that's how it sounds, and, and that's just kind of the way it is. When you're when you're saying things like that, you're saying it in in context where it doesn't even make sense to say it. You're just taking attention away from something that really needs to have its attention for the time being. Um, it, it's just crazy to me, especially because it's like. I, I kind of want to talk to the Christians here specifically in a second um, with this, because I know that if the U.S. government made it essentially illegal for Christians to serve God, Christians would fight back hard, you know, and as they should, like, you know, obviously, you know, I'm a Christian and, um, you know, if they were saying, like, oh, it's illegal to read your Bible, to it's illegal to worship, like, no, I would I would still keep doing what I'm doing. I would, I would go even harder because like, no, this is what I believe in. This is me. Like, I, I have to do this but when you keep that same mentality why is it so hard to imagine why people of color are fighting back hard if it's essentially illegal for us to exist like i don't understand why people can't really see that and uh, you know I, I already like tell myself here obviously it's not actually illegal for you know pocs to exist there's no law specifically stating that if you are black if you are asian if you are whatever like you know you're going to jail obviously that's not the case let's use common sense people but you know we can see it through the actions of the government people who get are literally arrested for just the color of their skin and you know you can't specifically see that but you'll see it in the sense where like they're not doing anything they have was no reason to stop that person there was no re- oh but they just look suspicious you know like that's why that's where that kind of analogy is kind of stemming from um I had to go ahead and explain that one because I could already, be, you know, hear people coming at my neck for that one. But but still, it's the same principle. Like, I don't understand why people don't see why it's, you know, people wanting to truly just be able to fight back hard. You know, if it's if they're basically saying that their very existence is a threat, and it's not, that that's just kind of how it is, and, and that's what needs to be changed. And so with all of that being said, you know, I, 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 there was something else that we noticed last year, you know, like, does everybody remember the black squares on Instagram, you know, like the whole Blackout Tuesday thing on IG? Like, you know, I mean, hey, I posted, I posted a black square, you know, so I mean, hey, like, if there's something that we're all agreeing to do, like, you know, however, I can, you know, be supportive in this, obviously. But that was one thing that exposed a lot of what we would call performative activism, because there'd be a lot of people that day who would post that phrase, Black Lives Matter. But then they wouldn't really live their lives like it, you know? And and I'm not again, I'm not saying that you need to, to go out and join all these interest groups and put it in your bio and and all that stuff. That's not what I'm saying at all. Like that stuff doesn't give you brownie points or whatever. Like that that's just kinda weird if that's how you're approaching it like that, to be honest with you. Um But no, we wouldn't notice a lot of performative activism in a sense where it's like after that, or even before that, like never said anything about it again. They never, you know, talked about it. They never tried educating themselves more. They never basically did anything to be able to make themselves better when it comes to that topic and make the world around them better when it comes to that topic. And that's kind of what we mean by performative activism. It's just like, well, you're just doing this so you don't get, like, quote unquote, canceled or whatever. Like, you're doing this so that way you don't look bad. Because if you were one of the only people in your little circle of friends or whatever who didn't post a black square, then people would be like, oh, wow, like, you like see, you see this person? Did you see Katie or whatever? Did you see Thomas? Like, they didn't post a black square. And, like, that's crazy how... That's how it is nowadays. Like that's the measure, that's the standard. Something so little, the bar is literally subterrane. Like that's the bar, and, and that's why we say you know it's performative activism because it's like you don't truly care. You're just trying to, you know, I guess look cool. You're, and I don't know why that's even cool. Like uh, me trying to fight for my life, you know, it's not really fun. But hey, if I mean if it's a trend for you, go ahead, I guess. But it's just it's a terrible thing like everybody and the funny thing about that is too like some people didn't even post it because it would mess up their aesthetic i guess i could say like on their igs you know how everybody has like that aesthetic on their um their post They was just the same filters or maybe like the same um aspect ratio or whatever like they didn't want to post that because oh it would mess it up and i don't want to mess up my feed and That's crazy. Like you couldn't even do that either. And but again, like it doesn't really matter, like in that specific scenario. Um, but it's just like that's something that people were debating on heavily, but no one even wanted to have the hard conversations. They wanted the easy answers, they wanted this easy way out. They're just like, Well, I don't know like how to speak up, so I guess I'm gonna just do this and just never talk about it again. Like, no, if you if you're truly caring, again, I'm not saying that you have to go do the work of God basically you know and stuff that only he could do but at the end of the day like we have to have the hard conversations we have to be willing to sit down and and truly understand one another and truly be able to to educate ourselves so that way we can make the world a better place because the evil that's in the world it's a heart issue and the only way to change a heart issue Is really just by appealing to that person's heart, which is something that I I definitely feel like, you know, me as a Christian, you know, like that's something that's done really through God. But God uses our words as a vessel to be able to reach people's hearts, I believe. And that's why we have to speak life. That's why we have to, you know, not have an attitude with people, especially when we're having conversations like these. We have to be willing to be loving and just, you know, have a conversation, even if they have different perspectives, different viewpoints. Um, be willing to listen to them and then they'll most likely be willing to listen to you. And I can't remember if I mentioned this in a previous episode or not, but that that's true to an extent because when it comes to someone who's just like genuinely all out racist, like you can't debate racism. And I believe like a TikToker stated this. And so this isn't like my original words. I'm kind of just like restating what he said. But I just love the way that he said it. Like, you know, it's like you can't debate racism because then you're making their ideas seem like they're actually valid and that it's something that could actually be debated. Like, no, racism can't be debated. Like if you think like that, then something's wrong with you and you know, you just shouldn't have an opinion, period. You know, like that it that's the case. And so and that, that's one of that's one little caveat, basically, to, to what I'm saying in that sort of sense, but um, but no, like that's we we still need to be able to have these conversations, and and that's why you know when we say these phrases, when we say Black Lives Matter, when we say all of that, it's it's something that we truly have to be intentional about. It's something that we need to be intentional with, um, and and it's just it's, it's a crazy thing, man. Um, I know that there's really just power in the tongue. And, and I know, especially as a Christian, you know, we all know like faith without works is dead. And I truly believe that that's also the case really just, um, when we say, Oh yeah, like things are going to get better. Like we, we, we really believe that, um, like this person's going to get the charge and all that sort of stuff. But it's like, well, if we're not doing the work to get there, then what's even the point of that mentality? It's, it's a tough thing, right? Cause I know, especially for me, um, it's just as part of the Black community. I, I I feel like I could say as a whole, we're starting to get numb to things. Like, I, you know, I don't even want to say it as a whole. I'm, I know for me, I'm starting to get a little bit numb when we're talking about racism because it's like every time we discuss it, like I genuinely want to go so deep into everything and I genuinely like want people to see my side of the story and see like the things that I've experienced. But then it's always something to the point where it's like, well, we only get into the shallow things like, oh, it always goes back to, you know, slavery. Like if you see it in movies, you know, it's always just about like black tears. It's always about uh, just seeing the, the terrors of the past. And it's like, I've seen it before, man. When are we going to have the hard conversations? Everybody knows that slavery was terrible. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't talk about it. I'm not, I'm not saying that we shouldn't talk about it at all. I think it's important, obviously, to talk about, to educate yourself more and more, because chances are there's always going to be something else about slavery that you didn't know before if you're talking about it. But what I'm saying in that aspect is just that it's, it's, it's. I guess it's sort of a thing where we have to understand and really just realize that uh, there's more to it, you know? Like there's more to it than slavery. And, and And that's why we say that, you know, slavery still matters today. Like the implications matter because it's such a complex thing. It had such a complex impact on this present day and age. And, and that's why it's just like when I see movies about that sort of thing and, and when I, I don't know, like whenever I would be in class and like me, I do this thing called human video in a, in a competition called fine arts. So like when I would see people do uh, performances based off of slavery or whatever, it's like, it, it's almost like it doesn't even move me anymore because I'm like, I've seen it so many times. Like you guys just say the same things. And it makes me wonder like, do you truly even care like, do you care enough to go deeper with me do you care enough to have these harder conversations with me because that's what i want because i know that we've we've had this same like shallow conversation for so long and and, and look how far we've come not much you know when you really think about it like not that much has truly changed in this uh, in the sense of people's mentality like there's still so much hate in the world and i know you'll never be able to completely obliterate hate but you have to be able to sympathize and like realize just where I'm coming from, where a lot of us other people are coming from. There's so much going on into the world. And, and I kind of want to get into this specifically. I know that we're kind of, um, you know, there's only a few minutes left that we're getting into, but I, I did say that I wanted to, um, I wanted to just kind of talk about the passion behind believing in these sorts of things, you know, believing in Uh, you know, just a movement, believing in activism, because it can be such a tricky thing, man. And I never knew. I was like, okay, so where's the cutoff for me? Because I think I was kind of joking around with one of my friends a few days ago or something. You know, he was kind of just saying like, oh, you know, if I would have, you know, done this or if I would have believe that it wouldn't have had like a direct impact on my life in my everyday life, at least. But as a whole, it would have, you know, sometimes like when we vote for certain things and, you know, when we do all that, like we won't see the direct impact, but it's obviously still there. And so that's why I, I debated for a really long time. I was just like, so how deep do I go into this whole discussion? Like, do, does it matter that much? And and obviously I, I, I do think it does, but there's like this one poem in particular that kind of just illustrates how I feel about activism in a sense. And this one isn't by William Wordsworth, uh, although I do love that. I do love that poem. He, I believe that he just has made such amazing content in his time. Um, this one is actually by, um, I believe it's Y.B. Yates. So I think it's short for like William Butler Yates. I believe that's it. Um, and it's called All Things Contempt Me. And I'm not sure if I'm going to like continue just like putting poems on here or whatever. But again, like they, they illustrate what I want. So to follow along with me as I read this, it says all things contempt me from this craft or verse. One time it was a woman's face or worse, the seeming needs of my fool driven land. Now nothing becomes readier to the hand than this accustomed toil. When I was young, I had not given a penny for a song. Did the poet not sing it with such airs that one believed he had a sword upstairs? Yet would be now could I have but one wish, colder and dumber and deafer than a fish. And again, I I think it's kind of hard to kind of like it really internalize everything that you just heard because, you know, it's not right in front of you. You can't see the words on a screen or whatever. And, And I will say now. We're making a YouTube soon. So check out for that. Watch out for that. Um, But with that being said, I'll I'll kind of just explain to you a little bit of what I believe that the poet meant. Um, I, I truly believe that he was just kind of talking about activism. Because if you look at the context of when that poem was made, I believe it was... Uh, I could be wrong, but I believe it was around a time where, like, there was kind of just things going on. Was it Ireland or or maybe Scotland? I'm not sure. Maybe Scotland. But there was some sort of war basically going on in, in a European country. And... Like, that's just kind of what the vibe was for that whole country at the time. It was just war. You know, the men were, were trained to just love war. They were trained to, you know, have this big nationalism. And it's like, if we're not talking about war and, and fighting and all that stuff, I don't even want to talk, you know? and But that's the thing that can also be toxic in your life is because like when everything that you do, all of your interests, like all of that is about fighting, it can really take a toll on your spirit. Because it's like, well, when do you have time to truly just enjoy the other, like, the nicer things of life? And and, and that's kind of just how I feel in a sense with activism for me especially. It's like, I know I want to stand up for what's right. And, I, and I'm and i going to do so. I, I have, you know, um, been able to... have my voice be heard you know I've even gone to a protest once and you know I would definitely go to another one Um, I'm continually speaking up about these things on my platforms not that I have like crazy amounts of followers right now or anything but you know like these are stuff that I obviously make my voice heard on but I don't want it to get to a point for me where it's like I wake up and I think about injustice you know because like, that's something that just, it would have such a negative impact on my spirit, you know, like it would get me so down all the time. But that's, again, that's the reality though of what we face, but it's not something that we can spend every single second of our day, just like devoting our time to figuring out how else we can like help this cause. I mean, I guess if you're like a politician and you're wanting to make a difference that way, like obviously it varies in how much those things um, take up your time in your life. But at the end of the day, like I know for me especially, like I can't just only focus on injustice. Like there are things that I truly want to enjoy in life. Like, you know, obviously things like love and you know just being with family and friends. And, like, you know, we definitely and hear me well, like we should not turn a blind eye to these things that matter, but we should also have a nice balance of being able to realize, hey, these things matter. I want to speak about these things and I and I'm going to do so. But also, you know, you want to be able to uh, make sure it doesn't get too much to the point where you don't become like this guy that this poet, this poem is talking about, um, to where he wishes that he could be just like as dumb as a fish when he looks back on his life. Because he realizes, he was just like, what was I doing? All I ever did was fight, 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 from one fight to the next fight but I never really had time to just decompress and truly make time for my mental health and truly make time for, you know, just, you know, being happy. Like we don't want to get to that point. And so, you know, we spend this episode explaining a little bit of the the pressures that kind of gone on with, uh, you know, the phrase black lives matter and, and all lives matter and, and all these things. But you know, I also want to drive home the point that as much as it's important to be able to speak up and, and to, you know, show that Black Lives Matter and, and that other people's lives matter, like, I want it also to be known that you have to take care of yourself. You you want to make sure that you're, you're keeping yourself grounded, because if you're pouring out an empty cup, you're not going to make that big of a difference. You know, you want to make sure that you're filled on the inside first as well. So with that being said, that's kind of all we have time for today. Um, I'm so thankful, you know, if you've made it this far into this, uh, this episode, thank you so much for really just being able to take the time out of your day and, and listen to just what I have to say. You know, again, I don't have all the the facts. I'm not perfect. Hey, one of the, one of the P's of empower, you know, but at the end of the day, like this is just something that I'm, I'm passionate about. And I I truly appreciate you just listening to me, being willing to hear where I'm coming from. And, you know, I, I really hope that you continually try to educate yourself on things like these more. And hey, again, if you guys have any comments, you know, you want to send anything my way, I'm always available. You know, I, I want to hear your guys' thoughts on this. So before we go, before we head out, I want to remind you guys, follow us on IG at Empowered.Youth. Um, be uh, be on the lookout for that YouTube channel, I would say, in the next couple months um, as I kind of get things sorted out. But um, and, and please, please, please like share this episode with your friends, like get them in on the conversation, get them in on the empower fam. We really want to grow. And so I'm excited for that growth. But thank you guys for listening. Have a good day.